Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast. Today we're going to have a look at Nothing But Thieves. And they are an English rock band formed in 2012 in Southend-on-Sea, Essex. They consist of lead vocalist and guitarist Connor Mason, guitarist Joe Langridge-Brown, guitarist and keyboardist Dominic Craig, bassist Philip Blake and drummer James Price. In 2014 they signed to RCA Records and a year later in October 2015 they released their self-titled debut album. Their second album, Broken Machine was released in September 2017, receiving wider acclaim. In addition to peaking at number two in the UK album charts, they released an EP entitled What Did You Think When You Made Me This Way? in October 2018, followed by their third studio album, Moral Panic, in October 2020, which peaked at number three in UK album charts. Their style of music has been compared to the likes of Bowls, Civil Twilight, and Royal Blood. The band single Itch picked up hottest record and track of the day accolades on Radio 1 and also made it into Radio 1 playlist, as well as being added a regular rotation of Cyrus XM, new hard rock channel Octane. The band were picked by Gerald Way and, and thereafter Awol Nation to support European dates. They supported Arcade Fire and George Ezra at the Brits show for Warchild at the Electric in Brixton, performed at the NME Awards show and toured with Twin Atlantic, Dara and Young Guns on separate support tours across the country. They have also been added to a multitude of European festivals including Reading and Leeds and the Isle of Wight. In November 2014 they supported 21 pilots alongside Purple at London's Electric Brixton. In July 2015 they supported Muse at Rock in Roma show, playing in front of 30,000 people. Nothing But Thieves, which was also their debut album title, was released on 16th of October 2015 in the UK through Sony Music Entertainment and on the 5th of February 2016 in the US through RCA Victor. It was produced by Julian Emery, with additional production by Jin Irvin, Dominic Craig and Larry Hibbert and mixes by Senzo Townsend and Adam Noble. It entered the official UK albums chart at number 7, peaked at number 3 on iTunes and was number 1 on the vinyl, on the vinyl album charts. Their sold out band on the music tour in the UK began on, on October 19th in 2015. A second British tour in April 2016 called the Under My Skin Tour was announced on 9th of November 2015. The band had to postpone some dates on their Under My Skin Tour as they were asked to support Muse on their, on their Drones Tour. They tweeted their elation on Twitter, branding the experience pretty awesome. In June 2016 they announced further tour dates in November and December 2016 in Birmingham, Manchester and, and London climaxing at the 5000 capacity Brixton Academy. As of May 4th 2017 the album was sold over 250,000 copies. In 2017 the album has sold over 250,000 copies and accumulated 174 million track streams. A small tour of UK clubs took place in late May 2017 to support Amsterdam the first single from their second album, Broken Machine. Released on the 8th of September 2017, later on 14th of August, the second single, Sorry, became their first single to chart on the UK singles chart, reaching at number 89. On the 5th of August 2017, they played to a crowd of over 500,000 people at Woodstock Festival in Poland. On the 23rd of August 2017 they supported Muse and Biffy Clyro at Vital Festival in Belfast ahead of their sold out Broken Machine tour. The band also sold out two consecutive nights at the Roundhouse in London. Sarah Taylor said on Versity, in general this album pushes more boundaries than the last one. 
The band carved a name for themselves with their debut album, but here it feels like they're trying to define themselves to a further extent. There is, there's more varieties in the music and lyricism, and more politics too. Joe Language Brown, guitarist and lyricist alongside Mason, said that all the songs on the album are the things that we've gone through or spoken about. Trump, religion, bigotry, and, and live like animals is an anthem for the disillusioned youth. It features lyrics such as, we put all our lives up for sale, we get the truth in the Daily Mail, and we're gonna make them build a wall. We're gonna live like animals. Other tracks such as Broken Machine itself and the Dulux version number 13 are more experimental rhythmically. They are the type of songs you have to listen to a few times before you decide whether you like them or not. I did, and I do. On the 24th of August 2018, the band debuted a new song live entitled Forever and Evermore at Reading Festival, which was released at the lead-off single from their new EP. What did you think when you made me this way? A few days later, the EP was released on 19th of October in 2018, alongside the second single, Take This Lonely Heart on the Same Day. On the 18th of March 2020, the single of their, of their third studio album was released, named Is Everybody Going Crazy? On the 23rd of June 2020, the band announced that their third album, titled Moral Panic, would be released on the 23rd of October 2020, alongside the release of the second single from the album Real Love Song on the same day. Three more singles followed, Unperson, Impossible and Phobia. On 14th of September 2020, dates for a UK and Ireland tour were announced beginning in September 2021. The album was released on 23rd of October 2020, receiving generally favourable reviews. It reached number 3 in the UK Albums Chart. Despite not being able to play gigs, the new single called Future Proof was released on the 8th of June 2021. It was the first single of the new EP titled Moral Panic 2, which was announced on the 9th of July in 2021 and released on the 23rd of July, along with the second single Miracle Baby. Speaking of the EP, the band said they, they didn't feel like they were done with the moral panic theme and the release aims to explore some avenues we felt the album may have missed. Right, so now we've had a little bit of background, let's check out what's going on at the Motorpoint Arena. We'll be back after this. If you're a band member or an artist, dancer, singer, actor, street performer, and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig or your album release on uh, digital media or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show how about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show so i'm down at the mighty point arena today and well this show is only a three truck show so it's not that big a show but they are using it in a good way. I mean, a real good way. So the stage, the stage is set up in what I would like to consider an industrial setting. So a lot of the lights are just rigged onto uh, lighting ladders, which are basically lighting bars that look like ladders. And they've got a shed load of LED blinders, which are all uh, color mats. So, so each cell within the light can act independently as well as a whole. And that's great because it gives you a lot of options. The stage itself is um, set up as a standard four piece. So you've got the drums in the middle, you've got guitar left, guitar right, and uh, the lead down at the front. Simple as. Today's gig is a standing gig and the mixer is near enough uh, towards the back of the auditorium. 
dead center and uh, the walls have been closed ever so slightly uh, just to give the look that the arena is completely full because at the end of the day out of the uh, maximum capacity of 7,000 people we have only got four and a half thousand tickets sold and we're still expecting a slight bit of dropout but that's to be expected due to the times of uh, post-covid where people are trying to get their confidence back there's a lot of side lighting on uh, bars as well as front lighting with blinders and the sound system Oh wow, what can I say about the sound system? It's a nice one actually. Got its line arrays uh, which nicely uh, winched right up either side of the stage and you've got a few massive speakers at either side of the stage pointing which are pointing 45 degrees out so you've got a nice bit of side fill and, and cross fill as well. There is a massive wall of subs centre stage not completely covering the stage but I mean dead centre so two thirds of the front of the stage is uh, subs with front field speakers sat directly above the subs just uh, ratchet and uh, those speakers are actually ratchet strapped down onto the subs to keep them in place because that's going to be a lot of bass now we'll end up falling off there's one large riser at the back of the stage give a different level to uh, some elements of the band such as the bass the rhythm and the uh, drum kit now these lighting ladders are all up and running it's looking pretty impressive Pretty impressive indeed, a nice stark brightness to these blinders. I'm looking forward to them being used properly within the uh, setting of the show. Just beneath the riser at the back, so you've got a nice little bit of depth in there as well. You've got some uh, floor units which are pointing 45 degrees upwards to give yet again more elements. It's going to look pretty sweet, I have to say. At this point, the sound check's going to be happening very soon. At the moment, they're just currently focusing all the uh, specials on the lighting rig. I don't believe that there's going to be any fodder spots tonight so that so there has to be some dedicated specials so members of the band can be seen properly at all times. They've just finished calibrating the sound system and they're about to be doing this proper sound check so when the sound check's going I'm going to have to turn off because A for copyright reasons and B it's just manners isn't it at the end of the day. One thing that I've only just noticed because they've just fired up that system, the lighting rig have got some uh, light curtains now a light curtain is an impressive piece of kit back in the old generic days of the Sabodas which looks so unique you can't get that effect any other way until they came up with the DLCs which use uh, the normal light curtain lamps but they could pan and tilt and pitch and now that technology is now close to 30 years old they've uh, moved on to the LED versions and these LED light curtains look absolutely impressive I mean it's been a long time coming that I've uh, for me to see a nice piece of technology like that and the best of all they don't rely on scrollers they can be anything they want to be color wise because they're LED and these LEDs they are bright they are stark and they give that light curtain some serious effects and those light curtains look absolutely impressive if you get a chance, if you're curious, go and Google the uh, LED light curtains and you'll see some real impressive uh, images. Or even if you're seeing tonight's show on a DVD or even later on in the tour, you'll know exactly what I'm on about when you get to see these beautiful pieces of technology. The back of the stage has some interesting gauze which has got some reflective strips on there and damn, I'm impressed with how uh, 
they re reflected the light. Another nice dimension to stretch the stage further in an optical illusion and that does look impressive. So once all the uh, backstage workers are turned off and they're actually uh, performing the actual show, this will look incredibly, incredibly impressive. Warning, this podcast contains strong, offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive. The name's Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the P-Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded, so if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. New episodes every Wednesday. The links are in the description. So the two uh, support acts are Airways and Yonica. Now, I can't find any information on Airways. They are pretty much a brand new band and somehow managed to get onto the Nothing But Thieves tour. So I'm guessing that they uh, came across this band when they was listening to some uh, material and thought, you know what, we like them and we're going to get them on our tour and see how it goes from there. Probably aided and abetted by the uh, record label, but who knows? Doesn't matter because uh, a new band is a new band and it's always good to hear new bands and new songs and new music. So I'm looking forward to finding out something about Airwaves. Then the next band we have is Yonica. Yonica is an English rock band based out of Brighton. The group consists of Teresa Jarvis on vocals, George Edwards on guitar, Alex Crosby on the bass and keyboards and Robert Mason on the drums. Yonica released their debut album Don't Wait Till Tomorrow on the 31st of May 2019. Yonica started in 2014 and performed on the BBC Introducing Stage at Radio 1's Big Weekend in 2016 and released their debut EP Heavy and released a debut EP Heavy the following year. 2018 saw the group issue two further EPs, Teach Me To Fight and Creature. The title track from Creature reached the top spot in the Korean Rock chart in, two, in December 2018. In autumn 2018, the band went on a European tour with Bring Me The Horizon and Fever 333, and in October 2018, they played a four-track session at, at the BBC Maida Vale Studios during which they presented a live mashup of the songs Jumpsuit and Paparazzi. Teach Me To Fight was used as the official theme song for the WWE pay-per-view event Fastline in March 2019 and in Fate's The Winks saga. In May 2019, in May 2019, Yonica signed with American label Fueled By Ramen ahead of the release of their debut album Don't Wait Till Tomorrow on the 31st of May. The album reached 38 in the UK Albums Chart and 10 on the UK Vinyl Albums Chart. The band were also nominated for Best British Newcomer in the 2019 Krang Awards. In December 2009, they featured on Bring Me The Horizon song Tapes, which appeared in their EP Music To Listen To. In a session made in July 2020 for Amazon Music's Twitch channel, which was later deleted a month after the broadcast, Yonica performed for the first time an unreleased song called Ordinary. On the 27th of January 2021, the band released Seize the Power, the first official single from their mixtape of the same name. On the track, Yonica commented, It's been so long since we released new music, and the time has finally come. It is a new chapter for us, and we want you to get lost in the feeling of strength and empowerment when listening to this song. 
The mixtape was released on the 15th of July 2021 and featured appearances from Fever 333 and Barnes Courtney. Their studio album is called Don't Wait Till Tomorrow and that was released on the 31st of May 2019. And uh, they've got the following EPs, Heavy, Teach Me To Fight, Creature and Major Glass. We'll be back after this. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30 years since they came. 30 years? No! They took my child! 30 years? I'm gonna kill you. No! It's been 30 years since they came. New episodes every Friday. The links are in the description. So the doors open bang on 6.30 and people flowing in constantly. Although you had a few people just running through to the front of the stage where there was no need to. I mean, <laughs> it is quite funny to watch people just leg it across the empty arena floor to the empty front of the stage. But hey, what can you do? I would Personally, I would have gone straight to the bar first, knowing full well that, you know, you can get your drink and get to the front of the stage before anyone gets here so you're not sending people off and then getting lost <laughs> there was a nice constant stream of people coming in and um, I've been told that there was 4,200 tickets sold it's obviously not sold out but we get there we get there I'm, I'm pretty sure that with the uh, with the walled off areas it's gonna be nice and tight in there and look nice and tidy as well. So I've just seen Airway, and it's too bad for a brand band. When they walked on, they did look like some, uh, how can I put it, some Chavi at Power Rangers, but maybe that was just intentionally just to see what the audience reaction were. The um, main singer, he was in a blue top and blue uh, shorts. I mean, these shorts were pretty tight, short shorts. And uh, the bassist was wearing a red, uh, red tracksuit and the uh, guitarist was wearing a pair of black shorts and uh, a uh, tracky top so yes some nice stark colors the drummer though i don't think that the drummer was uh, part of the actual band maybe he was a session drummer because he wasn't lit up at all and um, not only was he not lit he didn't have any, anything of the uh, how can i put it the um, tracky uniforms that the rest of the band were playing so maybe that was just a session drummer maybe you're just filling in for a, for a sickness i don't know but then again as a refer, as referenced earlier on i just can't find any information about airways so airways were nicely received by a lot of the audience i mean you had a lot of uh, audience bopping along to their songs and the start of the second song you had the uh, drummer he started to play over the uh, lead singer and the guitarist in a completely different rhythm so that's what also led me to believe that the uh, drummer was not the actual drummer but someone filling in because he just didn't feel it just didn't feel like he knew the songs uh, that well but maybe that was just planned maybe that's how the song was to start you know an artistic difference maybe so I just can't tell if it was an artistic decision or if it was just a mistake I feel like Airways had their own unique style and it went down well with the audience it just still it's, to me, it's, it feels like the band is still trying to work out what they want to be as a band. You know, every song was a slightly different style, and it wasn't uniform with uh, their uh, with the songs that they were playing. So each song varied from st uh, from bit to bit with a bit of style. So a nice bit of um, indie. 
going into a bit of pop indie, going into pop, going back to uh, pop indie and, and indie in general. There's small pockets of uh, motion in on the uh, floor by the end of their set and the crowd were enjoying them. So from the uh, reaction of the audience, they were really enjoyed and I can see why uh, Nothing But Thieves had them on their tour. The uh, band Airways, they were full of energy and they were definitely a fresh band and as I said earlier on, they just, in my opinion, they just haven't quite worked out how they want to act as a band in a sense of uh, which direction but I'm sure as the uh, as time goes on they'll work out the direction they want to be in and they're going to go from strength to strength but from near enough a debut tour that was pretty impressive of them and they did really well especially being with a uh, band such as Nothing But Thieves. Airways did well and if they're listening to this uh, congratulations that was a really strong performance at the Motorpoint Arena. A few moments later. After Yonica's set, I have to say I was quite impressed with him. Although there were a few little uh, bits and bobs that, yeah, you know, uh, a bit of constructive feedback maybe. Um, but in general, they went from rap to singing beautifully into metal, and it works really well. I have to say that's a good contrast. Being able to do rap, singing real uh, classically, and then also screaming metal it, it works it does work um, there was a little bit of feedback at the start of uh, the set but you know it happens from time to time although if you compare the mixing from band to band tonight Airways had a better sound engineer than Yonica did because the first song it did the first couple of songs it did sound like they were being being it did sound like they were playing in a shed but towards the end of the set it felt like they uh, got it under control, which is okay. I mean, it happens. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes you're just getting the feel of it, and it's just an experience thing, I have to say. But it was a strong performance from the uh, band Yonica, anyways. I mean, they they commanded the crowd. The crowd loved them. Every time a song finished, there was lots of uh, cheering, lots of screaming. Uh, in positive scream shall we say not screaming at them but screaming with them and there's one point in their set where uh, the lead singer her hair went fluorescent green under the Congo blue lights so <laughs> it's whatever hair dye that she had you know it seemed like she had a uh, light blonde hair and uh, under these UV lights obviously it's a dye that reacts to uh, UV uh, <laughs> but it went neon green I thought that was amazing. That was a much, that was a real amazing touch, to to say the least. And at one point, towards the end of their set, they had a massive circle pit open up, and uh, the uh, crowd, they were loving it. At one point, the lead singer ordered them to stop, to separate, and uh, the mosh pit just had a massive line as they Moses was opening up the Red Sea, ready to uh, ready to let the uh, <laughs> ready to let people pass and as soon as she commanded it they all clashed as though the sea was coming down in a biblical sense and it was a nice epic scene to see i love how a band would get that much respect from the crowd that they would do something like that it looked awesome there was a lot there was a lot of vibrancy and enjoyment within the audience they loved it and you could tell that the band uh, yonica they were enjoying the fact that everyone was enjoying them so it was a nice mutual uh, enjoyment and it came across really well it really did 
They really did, and Yonako should be proud of how they performed. It, it was a good show. So much charisma, and even the dance moves, they, it, it was full of personality. Even if someone tried to uh, copy Teresa Jarvis uh, with, the, with her dance moves, it just wouldn't happen. You know, she was unique, unique in such a good way, and her style and charisma just could not be replicated anywhere else. She, she just commanded the band and the audience with great prestige, and I can see a nice future for the band Yonica. A few moments later, and we're back. So nothing but thieves started at 9 p.m. Uh, well, they should have started at 9 p.m., but they started about 10 minutes late. Well, it was more like eight minutes. Um, not sure, not sure why that was, but it happens from time to time. It does, and the clarity of the sound mix. Oh my God! From the opening song, it was so clear. It was loud and clear, which I love about that. You know, they've had such a great, they had such a great sound engineer. The lead singer Connor Mason. Oh my God. He has such a perfect voice, you know, a lot of power and uh, a very, very unique falsetto, which he sustained throughout and uh, perfect. It sounded absolutely perfect. So not only has he got a great sound engineer, but his own natural voice. Oh my God, you know, perfect, absolutely flawless. And it's not even put on, you know, that is rock and roll. He had such a natural ability with his voice. It was amazing. Um, the lighting was amazing in this show. The LED floods and, well, I say the floods and the strobes, you know, they were brilliant. They're all uh, mapped out and uh, they can be in, there could be four independent squares within one light or it can work, or it can function as one light. So it all mapped out really nicely and the look was superb. The way how all the lights reacted off of the, uh, off of the reflective strips in the backdrop. It looked really sick, and they 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 may have had a basic rig. I say basic, as in it wasn't that big a uh, yeah, lighting rig. But goddamn, they knew how to use it. They really did. Now the only downside to the lighting on that was the uh, was definitely the light curtains, the LED light curtains that they had. Now I've got a little gripe about that, but it's not their fault, and it's not even the technology's fault at the moment. The technology just isn't there to get the effect that they desired. So, if you had the LED light curtains on on their own, they looked amazing. But the blinders behind them, because they were so much brighter, they lost the effect when uh, they reacted with the uh, with the LED light curtains. So the lights were on, but you could just but you just couldn't see the uh, beautiful pools of light that it, the effect that it's designed to do. It's unfortunate, but it does happen from time to time, and the the band, the band themselves, they had so much charisma and stage and stage presence. There's there's nothing lacking. They all had the right attitude. They all had a rock star mentality, and they deserved their spot on that stage. I mean, they really did. It's not often that you see some a band that so young with with genuine charisma, with nothing put on whatsoever. The way how they all interacted with each other whilst on stage, it was brilliant. You could tell that they all wanted to be there, that it wasn't seen as a job when they're doing their show, but they actually loved being up there and they enjoyed every single minute and it showed. It really did show and the audience loved it as well. In my opinion, it wasn't fair that the venue just didn't sell out, but the O2 in London, that was near enough to sell out. 
So I suppose it all depends on uh, the demographic of their uh, fan base. By the time Nothing But Thieves started, they maxed out with uh, just under 4,500 people, which was really good. I mean, 4,500 out of 7,000 people max. And not to, f not to mention that, that the uh, seating tiers have been folded into walls uh, to make the uh, arena look more full than it, sh than it was. It had, you know, when you're looking out at the stage and with the walls enclosed in a little bit, the floor itself was jammed by that point. So it had its purpose and um, the band and the crowd, they just fed off of each other and it worked. Everyone enjoyed themselves. The band, the crew, the audience, even the in-house uh, staff, you know, everyone from security down to the bar staff, everyone enjoyed work on this show. Absolutely everyone. And nothing but thieves, absolute showmen. They are absolute showmen and in my opinion they are underrated. They're definitely underrated for their ability. So one day I just hope that they take off even more than what they are now. And what they're now is a band with a lot of attitude, the right attitude I may add, that's just hungry for more. And I'm sure they're going to get it. They will definitely get more. And they're going to get bigger as time goes on. That I guarantee. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more of our podcast, Monster X Media. All the links are in the description below. Till next time, guys. Bye for now.